You're listening to The Virtuous Mind, a podcast from Providence Christian College that discusses all facets of the human experience and the liberal arts from a biblical worldview. I'm your host, Dr. David E. Alexander. When is the last time you attended a movie theater? The manner in which audiences view movies has irrefutably evolved in recent years. Chances are most of us watch films from the comfort of our own homes on a television, tablet, or even a mobile phone. This phenomenon of the mobile movie viewing experience has led one popular auteur to claim that we are witnessing the death of cinema. But are we really observing the demise of the cinematic arts simply because movies are being consumed in a new way? If so, what impact is this unique viewing experience having on young believers who are studying and pursuing careers in the cinematic arts? Joining us on today's program is Professor Alan Arms, lecturer in film and video production at Providence Christian College. Arms is a professional film and television editor who has over the years observed many changes in cinematic content distribution and the impact it has had on his production students who are striving to honor Christ as they navigate this ever-changing industry. Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, David. I'm really glad to be here. Alan, are we witnessing the death of cinema? And if so, how will this affect how Christian college students consume and create content with an intentionally redemptive approach? Those are great questions, David. However, uh, if you'll allow me as a starting point before answering those, it may be helpful to first ask ourselves, in this world with all its issues and problems for us to tackle, why do movies matter? Yeah. Without intending to discriminate, some Christians can fall into the trap of categorizing films as not really being a respectable art form, say like uh, painting or theater. Yep. Some Christians see movies as just mindless entertainment, while others shy away from films completely due to the content that may compromise one's spiritual convictions just by viewing it. That's true. And while I respect and encourage all believers to prayerfully consider the content they watch, I would argue that in the broadest sense, movies absolutely do matter, and that if cinema does die, we would lose what has been the central art form of the Western 20th century, Hmm. and indeed one of the most profound art forms that's ever existed. Interesting. Filmmaking is one of the most prolific and powerful means of storytelling today. It utilizes image and sound to evoke an emotion and tell a narrative in ways no one else can, and unlike any other medium. Yep. And to see a film in the theater is a way of sharing that story experience with others on a grand scale. It's a gathering around a campfire sitting at the feet of a storyteller. And as I love to remind my students, we should never forget that Jesus himself was a storyteller. Yes. In the same way Christ used parables redemptively, movies have the potential to do the same. They can serve to convict us, to enlighten us, to fuel our imaginations, to lift us to new levels of inspiration, and even serve as a call to worship. It's 
with this perspective in mind that I teach my cinema courses at Providence Christian College. Hmm. Now, David, most of my classes at Providence have spent a significant amount of time looking at the history of cinema and media. Where have we come from? Uh, what impact has that legacy of movies and television had upon the media culture of today? Uh -huh. The significance of that study, of looking at that history, allows us to better grapple with our current culture. It will hopefully enable Providence students to be not only better consumers of media culture, but also better creators and shapers of it. Interesting. And rather than facing this world of media with a posture of avoidance or boycott, I strive to encourage my students to engage in cinema and through that engagement, observe what is capturing the hearts of the world to better understand that world and to better understand how to share a message of redemption to that fallen world using the new forms of visual storytelling that are at our disposal. Yeah. Now, David, back to your question at hand. We've seen a lot of changes in our lifetime of how media is both created and consumed. Among the many changes we face, especially in this post-pandemic era, could the death of cinema be one of these changes? Although cinema has survived, let's count two world wars, thrived during the Great Depression when so many other industries failed, and weathered the invention of television, its impending doom is now debated throughout Hollywood with growing frequency. I will sadly contend that, yes, we just might be facing its death and that cinema just might be losing its grip of fascination upon our culture. Hmm. And if not a death, perhaps what we're witnessing could more generously be described as cinema's departure from its centrality as the West's dominant art form. Fascinating. Although we face many local and global issues of arguably more urgent concern, we do well to take note of these seismic shifts that are in art. Through the art and commerce dynamic, we have a window into our culture. Keen reflections on these matters will better aid God's people in understanding those with whom we share space, helping us to better know and love and share the gospel with our neighbor. Yes. So, David, evidence of this seismic shift is demonstrated in so many studies that are coming out. And, for example, there was a June 2020 study in which a dramatically growing number of adults express a strong preference to experience a movie for the first time by streaming it at home versus visiting a cinema. And although there are mid-pandemic forces at play in this survey, influencing consumer confidence during these numbers, this is still a notable trend which has attracted the attention of film producers and distributors for years, even prior to the pandemic, leading up to it. Alarm bells for Hollywood industry have been sounding for years. Interesting. As to the cause of this trend, Speculation abounds. Some point back to the convenience of VHS tapes in the 1980s, which has since evolved into the on-demand home streaming of today. Uh, some even point to a less obvious possible cause, stadium seating, that in the name of comfort and innovation, modern theaters in installing our stadium seating have distanced viewers from one another. As a result, audiences find it increasingly difficult to recognize the shared community experience that moviegoing once afforded us. Fascinating. But I will join this conversation 
offering why I believe the traditional two to three hour theatrical experience at a location outside of our homes is in at risk or facing its demise. Fine, it's, call it its evolution if you prefer. Cinema's greatest concern is twofold. One, it's too long. And two, it's too short. Hmm. Hang, hang with me here, David. First, moviegoers in general, perhaps even Providence students included, I would contend, find theatrical movies to be too long. In this world of new entertainment distributed by YouTube and TikTok, the growing demand is for a low financial commitment, a low time commitment, and low risk entertainment. These days, we may find find it easy to fill two hours a day, and not necessarily consecutively, of course, with three-minute or shorter videos. We cast votes with our fingers, no longer for professionally created and curated entertainment of theatrical Hollywood, but for shorter, democratized, crowd-created. And you can read Craig Detweiler's book, I Gods, to talk about this evolution from professionally created to crowd-created. Uh, more entertainment shopping, and please uh, read Johan Hari's book, Stolen Focus, uh, to address the attention shopping of our culture. Uh, this is entertainment shopping entertainment available in our pockets since the early 2000s. I can now find what I might deem to be sufficient entertainment, wearing my PJs, never leaving home, on a glowing rectangle in my hand, as opposed to making myself presentable to the public, driving to the Cinemaplex, purchasing ever-inflating tickets for a two-hour experience of a film that I may regret, and this regret may be compounded by sharing that theater space with others who are texting, eating loudly, or help us all personally grooming in the theater. This results in a majority of young people saying, thank you very much, I will wait to stream the movie in a few months rather than you know, waste two, hour, two to three hours of my day. So for today's media consumer, especially of college age, the cinema experience is too long. Yeah. But you know, David, the cinema experience is also too short. Despite our falling for easy and short quick fix entertainment, on our phones, we deeply crave far more. We clamor for something even longer than what the cinema experience can provide. Hmm. For a hundred years, cinema provided us with the long form moving picture storytelling medium. We went to the theater to immerse ourselves in a multi-hour experience that was longer than what we were afforded on television at home. But over time, even television has evolved. As recently as the mid-1990s, film school communications departments taught that television programming needed to be self-contained as a complete story per episode. So writers were being trained not to create stories or plot points that carried over from week to week. Audiences were not to depend on any previous chapter to engage or pick up any single episode in the middle of a season, no matter how deep into a 22-episode season a viewer might start. However, since the turn of this century, television has evolved into long-form storytelling where audiences engage in a depth of character identification and story development that's more akin to a novel. What we once, once found fulfilling about cinema, we're now finding amplified by an eight to 10 hour episodic series at home on our streaming service of choice. 
It may here be worth noting that the most successful box office films, the ones that have achieved the highest box office gross, the highest attendance of the last 20 years, so think Marvel movies, uh, Star Wars films, even the recent Top Gun Maverick, among their other strengths, these are cinematic examples of this exact phenomenon. Audiences are frequenting theaters for the ongoing, continuing stories of these characters and universes. A deeper dive into the lives of familiar and developing characters, even if it's 20 years since the last time they saw them on screen. Yeah. David, please understand me. I'm not celebrating this trend. I enjoy the cinema theater going experience, and I already mourn the loss of seeing its cultural shift from the center much like the symphony or the art gallery or the stage theater has done in their own day. Yeah. There's a power and immersive quality that an uninterrupted, out of our control, because remember there's no remote control uh, story experience in a theater provides us that we just cannot replicate as easily at home. Seeing the movie going experience disappear is not something I'm rooting for at all. But I do believe that we at Providence should, as in so many other cultural shifts, you know, test the spirits, as it were. Take note of this cultural trend. Agreed. Again, to consider how it helps us understand ourselves, our neighbor, and the culture in which we live and move. Yes. And for us to keep our fingers on this pulse, I would challenge students to ask themselves, is this trend of entertainment preference revealing or illuminating the fact that we are sliding toward an increasingly unhealthy cultural isolation? Are we fracturing our attention and damaging our ability to find focus in our daily lives? Or is our increasing interest in extended storylines of streaming television a sign of a healthier culture? And what does all this say about citizen consumers of our contemporary Western world and how they hear the gospel when it is presented to them? Yes. We do well here at Providence to note such shifts in culture and art and glean what it might mean for our world, thereby leading us to better understand and love our neighbor, and there, by extension, better understand how to speak and present the story of Christ to them. Wonderful. Movies do matter, David, and the cinema is not dead yet. It is a language that we were raised on in our culture that is being spoken to us all. It's unavoidable. Screens in nearly all areas of our lives, gas station pumps, elevators, and in our pockets, speaking to us on every issue that's on our minds, shaping our world's sense of reality when that reality is not grounded in Christ as it is for those of us of the faith. We still study the classics of Hollywood and diligently work at becoming better storytellers ourselves using this language as we craft our own films here at Providence. Because today's Providence student will not be the passive media consumer of yesterday. They will be content creators in this unavoidably image-immersive meta world that is on the horizon. So I still teach our students that the language of this art form is to be part of equipping them for tomorrow. But while we are at it, I will also encourage my students to slow things down a little, put down their phones, and invite a neighbor to join them at the cinema this weekend. You've been listening to The Virtuous Mind, a podcast from Providence Christian College. The mission of Providence Christian College as a reformed Christian institution is to equip students to be firmly grounded in biblical truth, 
thoroughly educated in the liberal arts, and fully engaged in their church, their community, and the world for the glory of God and for service to humanity. We'd love to have you visit our campus. Providence Christian College is now accepting applications for the upcoming semester. Contact an admissions counselor to learn more. Visit ProvidenceCC.edu.